0: Hello
1: and welcome back, courting cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. I'm Chatrice.
0: Hey, everyone. I'm Louise.
1: Now, Louise, we've basically seen each other. I feel like every every day in the last <laughs> like two weeks or whatever. So, tell the cuties what we've been up to. I guess, like, what 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 was your last weekend about? Yeah, tell us something. Yeah, so,
0: we were up in uh. Well, I guess two weekends ago from when this episode will go live, but oh, uh, mm-hmm. we just came back from Philadelphia. So Mm-mm. we are up there celebrating a friend of the pod, fellow courting cutie, yes. Brian's birthday. So shout out to Brian um, for happy inviting birthday. us, turning a new decade, being yes. fantastic, a wonderful, like host event planner and just like all the amazing things. Cause I think I shared with Brian, um, No, I did share with Brian that I don't know how both of y'all have like planned birthday weekends that would stress (laughs) me out to no end. So, kudos to y'all for that's an endeavor that just like never want to do unless I paid someone. Like, I'm uninterested. I'm uninterested.
1: It does add another layer or maybe level when you're planning a B-Day weekend outside of the city that you live in. Right. Even though for both of us, they're pretty close, but like, it's still not your city. So that, you know. Because
0: I feel like, because I feel like you can't really enjoy your birthday weekend because you're also kind of, uh, what's it called, (laughs) 24-7 host in some ways, right? Like, whereas opposed to like, when you have a birthday dinner, you're like, oh, I just need to be on for like, these two three hours however long your mm. birthday dinner is but a birthday weekend you're like you know you're making sure people are getting ready moving along would you say the mama the mama duck like yes. pushing the kids out and yeah I just I don't know if I could do it for that long <laughs>
1: well and so here's my thing when it comes to planning birthday weekends or what have you um the stress really is before you get there like I I consume and all the stress before the actual like weekend itself itself and then I expel all the stress like by the time we're at the weekend I'm like look I've given y'all every detail we've known Mm -hmm. every payment like things should be so much in order so that I don't have to be stressed and that I can constantly point to the itinerary or like refer to something or what have you because like I yeah I (laughs) I will say for as anal as I am like the build up for events especially something like that I'm just Ooh, let go and let God like I'm like we mm-hmm. made it we got here whatever happens happens um and it's gonna be okay and I mean I love my birthday weekend my 30th birthday weekend and I I think Brian did as well like but yeah so we were in Philly that past weekend and it was just such a good time and actually for me it I like <laughs> the one thing that I could do when I got back because I was telling Louise damn like Monday, I was wiped out. Like it was a, it was a mm-hmm. fucking time. Uh, we, were, we spent so much time in the heat. Like, I think maybe oh, that was yes. part of it, too. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the very few things that I did um, when I got back was I texted one of my girlfriends, Tasha. Hey, girl, if you're listening, I text Tasha. And I was like, all right, sis, when we going to a derby, when we do an X, Y and Z, because we've always talked about going to like the, the Kentucky Derby or some derby or uh, just a reason to wear a big ass hat or whatever. Right, I got right. my hat ready. Passport, don't need that for Kentucky, but you know that's ready. And I, I was like, it, it kind of relit and reignited, like my little, you know, excitement travel for bug. travel, my my travel bug. I've been bitten, and I love it. And I'm not gonna go too deep into it, cuties, but Louise, aka Sugar
0: Daddy, <laughs> Louise. Oh yes, yeah. like you been my new introduction. <laughs> Hi everyone, Sugar. Hi, everyone. Sugar. No, and everyone sugar daddy here. That should have been. Yes. My intro. Yes. Because honey, I was like, you know,
1: we all do a little coverage here and there. I, I will say we can, I will say, okay. When it comes to big cities, I fucking hate. They have not put yes. a damn check, a damn bill at a I restaurant. Feel like it's ridiculous. That has to be.
0: Well, we talk about top moments. I'm like, that feels like that has to be something new. I just wasn't used to that. So one of the oh, reasons, because yeah, you're from I, Chicago. Yeah, I, I maybe, but I also haven't. E- I was telling Chatrice, I was like, I haven't eaten in a large group in. I guess quite a bit. Months. They're like it's usually like four, and I guess like people bring out the check, and it's like whatever. Um, but I was like, ew, like not ew, but I was like, oh, I guess I missed the south. Like I was like, like, ew. I was like ew. <laughs> ew, like I miss the south. Like people are just so. I think you had said it. Like the south is so hospitable, so accommodating. Like what do you need? Oh, you need four mm-hmm. checks, great. Like you need this, and I just was so shocked that I ever. That's why I was like, by the end of it, I was like, I just cannot. <laughs> No, I I can't sit here and figure this out in Venmo. I was like, I don't need a flashback to me being 16 years old at IHOP trying to figure out who's paying for the 575 that someone didn't pay for taxes. I was like, we're way too grown. Just it'll it balances out in the universe, and so yeah.
1: What was an issue was the service. Like the, the customer service was questionable at best.
0: <laughs> top three moments of Louise is Yes, tell,
1: share um, your top three moments because I know it so we had So we
0: had to wait like 45 minutes, maybe like 35 45 minutes for a table. It's Sunday, it's brunch in a major city, so like duh, you kind of do expect to wait a little bit so we get there, we have to be split up because they can't do a big table, I think it's like seven, eight of us, sure, fine, whatever but we sit and where Haley is sitting there's a vent for the AC <laughs> and it's dripping because it's hot outside of the condensation and whatever and Haley's like, uh, WTF, we ask, we inquire about it. We're like, what can y'all do? She's like, well, if you don't mind waiting 30 minutes, we can get you another table. <laughs> no, homegirl, we are with this table, so we can't leave. And right. then Haley asked a very important question So, what do y'all do in this situation? And homegirl looked well, at her. Well, first, and she in asked if you could.
1: Oh, okay. okay
0: sorry you know no. yeah okay. <laughs> homegirl looked at her dead in the face and said oh yeah well we just or no i think Haley has something to the effect of like so do what do you do you just let this drip on people or what do you do and homegirl's like yeah we let it drip on people <laughs> and it's like it's like over the person over the food like it's disgusting <laughs> with she, a straight like,
1: face she straight said. straight face
0: pan delivery it was an actually it was actually a master class in delivery <laughs> um she just like, there was, and I think Haley's frustration, which is always my frustration is like, you're the one who works here, you offer a solution. Like, I'm just kind of like, you're the person with the power, the most knowledge, and you should be able to like, fix it, right? I'm not saying mm-hmm. punch out this air conditioning, but like, be able to do something, <laughs> be accommodating. Like, yeah my thing is too, I'm just, I I honestly, like, had we not been in a big group of people, I would've just left, but like, mm-hmm. I, I was just because- like, well, we- we can just pull these tables together, and what are you going to tell? Like kick us out? Like, but I'm also like, it's a birthday weekend. Let me not get us kicked out. But. Well,
1: exactly, exactly, because because to your point about solutions, we were the ones coming up with solutions. We're like, okay, well, can we move the table this way? Okay, well, can we join that table? Can we? Because some people were getting up at that moment. We're like, can we shift to be over here? Like, can we do this, that, and the third? And they were like, oh no.
0: Oh, no, I so think that's so unhelpful. Boring. And like, my no. thing is like that's that's like the greed that I'm just kind of like really mad at businesses for because mm-hmm. it's like same thing with the restaurant on Friday like don't have all these tables if you're short staffed. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. pay people a fucking livable wage, mm-hmm. and you know. the 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 service industry is just tapped so don't have as many tables that are open. I get it. You also have to make money from a year and a half of COVID. My favorite thing was at the end when Catrice asked for utensils and she was like it's a dollar. And she was like for utensils? Oh girl no like I was just like my thing is like put all this information up front or like be (laughs) be customer servicey, right? And and I and I'm being really, really like conscious just because it's like I get it you have a lot going on. There's probably bullshit. There was some shit happening in the kitchen. I think there was (laughs) a lot of yelling,
1: but I was like, yes, we were that close to near the kitchen.
0: (laughs) then, Then like, don't like, just be smart. Like there's a manager for a reason. Right. But
1: I will say um, Uh, a a pro a highlight to to all the bs with the service industry there was that we made our way to ishka bibbles and i was very happy about that because one i did not know that was a real place it is mentioned on literally one episode of living single um because max is from philly that's like the one time she ever mentions that (laughs) in this whole series and she's and she's telling the guy that like she lived near ishka bibbles and i was like what a funny word like whatever whatever and then we were asking people like where do you get a good Philly cheesesteak because I've technically been to Philly once but that was just for a conference and so I didn't really you know go out in Philly and I didn't get a Philly cheesesteak and I'm that type of like touristy traveler who I'm like I have to get the thing that the people are yeah, famous for thing. like what's the local thing right. and sadly much like every other time I do this it was not that big of a deal I was like this is a village you say <laughs> like, okay. yeah. it's meat on dry ass bread it's dry meat on dry bread and I was not a fan but those fries those fries were were delicious I could have just like munched on those all day long but other than that though it was good we went to the beach we had such a cute little beach day and even and even though it did rain (laughs) while we were on the beach I mean we were still making the best of it and I think that's that is the attitude and the energy that I always want people to come with when there's like a big group like just come let's not have no attitudes let's not have no drama and even when we were (laughs) we were doing game night and when I tell you we were yelling (laughs) at other jokingly, but we were yelling so loud, with but love, it was just the love. funniest thing. Like, I was like, I truly hope that there are no neighbors because we are so loud, but it was like <laughs> the funniest thing ever. Like, I still think we were cheated. Um, team Leo, Lion King, whatever we were, but that's okay. Cause did y'all win? Y'all won Team Aquarius. Oh, no, I think it
0: was um what was it called? Team Left the Hand or the okay. House of Left, the, the House of left, left was. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, either way, I feel cheated, but that's okay. It's all in good love. And I still, and I don't think they won a prize anyway. So it's all right. It was the satisfaction <laughs> of winning. It was the satisfaction of winning. Yes. Now, speaking of winning, what is one me moment that you have had for yourself? See, you oh, I did a good transition. There. You did a good transition. Um, thank you for this past week here and some yes. change.
0: I would say, um, definitely just paid attention to my energy this past weekend of, you know, if I needed to sleep, needed to sleep, like did not feel mm-hmm. like I had to be on the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm there to celebrate, but I'm also like paying for this Airbnb. And so I would like to Might sleep well and use that bed. <laughs> Might as well use that bed. And so I also just can't go as hard anymore. One, my age, two, like we just had a big thing the previous weekend. And so I would say just being really conscious of my energy and just saying like, Hey, it's okay to sleep and it's okay to nap. And step away and have, like, your introverted recharge your battery time?
1: I think... Well, okay, I'll say one thing I did for myself, and this may have... I don't know exactly the timing, but it's coming to me now, so I'm going to say it, was I did some online shopping, not, like, stuff for the house. Like, I Mm -hmm. bought clothes, y'all! I bought clothes. The Curvy Bell Fashionista purchased clothing for the first time, and I... I truly don't remember. I'm going to say years and probably not years, like months. But like I was like during the whole like lockdown, I was like, there is no reason for me to buy clothes. I have nowhere to go, nothing to do. That's just like not a good way to spend my money right now. Um, And I'm like, oh, y'all gave me places to be and things to do. Like, yes,
0: ready to travel, charge
1: it, charge it. So like the clothes, the boxes have been coming in. And that's been a little Christmas for me. And that's been Christmas in July. Christmas in July, or well, this will still be June when in this June. comes out. But that's okay. Christmas in June, July. <laughs> like there we go. It's we've talked about this a lot, you know, over the past like few weeks of like just like what is our COVID body like? What are we working mm-hmm. with, and how do we accept that? And so like I was also really trying to be you know cognizant of like okay I might not be the same size in this thing and of course like online shopping is challenging in that particular situation because it's like well I don't know what type of you know sizes I am yeah. or whatever but you know I worked it worked out and I I'm taking some things back that were too big or too small and I'm like creating kind of like the assessment of of where my size is in these different store brands and so yeah I was really happy about that and I was happy that I wore I got dressed for the airport instead of like wearing like le- um, um, what do you call it sweat pants and things
0: like yes.
1: that because we went out and about like we did a full sightseeing and i was ready to take all the pictures and let me tell y'all louise took some of the best photos of me so i can't wait to figure out and agonize over which one of those will be posted
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so before we bring out our guest cutie i want to do a real quick shout out for the curl Thank you. Um, so I'm hoping that I'm saying her name right, because I've mostly like read um, I have stories the pronunciation about her. Of her name. OK, let me see if I'm saying this right. Shikari.
0: That's what I thought, too. Uh, is it Shikari? It's Shikari without Shikari of the, yes, okay. without the E.
1: OK, Shikari. gotcha. Yeah. Shikari Richardson um, is basically this badass 21 year old who is the fastest woman on Earth or something like that. Okay, I have notes, but that's that was my takeaway. So she ran her personal best 10.2, no, 10.72 seconds. I don't know of what I really should have looked into this more. I don't, whatever. <laughs> she is the, this made her, the run she did in April made her the sixth fastest human of all time and the fourth fastest woman in history. And she qualified for the 2020 Summer Olympics, which I'm like, that didn't happen last year, right?
0: No, so it's happening this Okay,
1: time. I was like, that's happening. This- I was like, is that okay? That is why we are all of us cutie because Shakari is out there and not only is she a black woman, a black, fast running, badass woman, she is like truly showing up as her black ass self. And I fucking love it. And I think that's why people are going so hard for her yeah. because obviously I think, okay. I'm a scientist and i'm no runner but i feel like black people when it comes to like track and field are just generally fast like that's that's the gist that i've gotten from it and the olympics and stuff like that but like okay fine like they're black you know whatever but when i said t- her orange first of all when i first first saw it i thought it was megan the stallion uh, running. As, yeah, <laughs> i was like this must be a new video is this the thought shit she was talking about i don't know um but she has yes her full orange regalia. Honey, lashes, nails for day. I don't Um, understand how. I mean, I guess you're running in the circle, so you don't really like maybe they're like
0: aerodynamic nails. Maybe they're just like (laughs) helper, kind of like you know, like uh, fish with like long fingers,
1: yes, yes. yeah, fish don't don't have fingers, but like fins, fins, but like through the
0: air. I also want to mention, I don't know if you've seen in your research, but Shikari is also queer and has a girlfriend. So shut
1: up. No, yes. I didn't. So we are
0: standing for her and not yes! this like white NFL player who also just came out a couple of days ago and he's probably a Republican. So
1: probably. We're standing so, yes. Shakari. Shakari, I mean, truly, we're giving you your roses. You are out here representing for the little black girls out there. You know, I even felt inspired to run when I saw this. Now I did not. <laughs> But I thought about the
0: inspiration. I
1: felt the inspiration
0: inspiration ran through your body.
1: (laughs) And that was the and that was my workout for the day. So like I was really happy about that. But yeah, I just I mean, she's so awesome. And like this to me feels so authentic and I'm just glad that we can all celebrate her and learn about her, and I, it was funny I saw on somebody's uh, Insta they were like, "The only time I'm patriotic about this damn country is during the <gasps> Olympics." So I will full team, full team. I will be, you know, representing and cheering for Team USA. Otherwise, y'all can keep your red, white, and blue. And so I feel, you know, the feelings are mutual over here, according <laughs> in color. But just shout out to you and your Black Girl Magic, and shout out to everyone who is doing the damn thing. All of our you know queer athletes out there all of our amazing athletes of color who are just showing out and showing off so yes so are you ready to uh wait is that a knock i hear should we open it up and see who's on the other side
0: let's see who it is
1: yes guest cutie come on in We are back with our, I think, first courting cutie of this. Season. So I'm super excited to have Rachel on as our guest, cutie. You know, uh, we're going to get into a lot of stuff, but I felt like this was you were the most appropriate guest, even though I just told you my story of how I was wiped out this week, but you were (laughs) the most appropriate (laughs) guest for this week as we're rounding out Pride Month. Uh, Mm -hmm. This episode will air in like the last week of June. So I was like, oh, "Oh, that actually is really good timing. So I'm just so happy that you could be on with us. So tell the cuties who are listening, Tell us who you are. You can share how we know each other, how you and Louise just met five seconds ago, whatever you want. To-
0: and it was magical. We locked eyes yeah. from it across the right. computer screen.
2: Correct. Yes. We're now best friends. Absolutely. Yes. Um, my luxury <laughs> stuff, my name is Rachel. Um, I currently live in middle of nowhere, Ohio, which I think is going to come up later. Um, I grew up in the Cleveland area. What else? I like to paint, and yes, you do. And you I, sell it now, don't you? Yeah, the I paint. haven't painted in a minute, but if anyone's looking for <laughs> an acrylic, like, uh, what do I? It's like acrylic pour painting. If anyone's interested, I love glitter. Uh, yeah um mm-hmm. so I'm doing that I write poetry I'm trying th- I like did an intro because I never do personal stuff I always am doing like work stuff I'm like yes yeah, my job and I've been at the same school for a while and, and I'm so used to doing that sort of intro yes. um
1: we want to know the real you right the,
2: the, po- the after 5 p.m. <laughs> you. I did wear a not work shirt so like I got I was yes. like I don't want to wear my professional shirt so um
0: yes.
2: What else is Meanwhile, me? I'm literally <laughs> in school work. You know. <laughs> like it's fine. Shoulders up. Shoulders up. Shoulders up.
0: What did you want to be when you were five years old?
2: Oh, Ooh. I don't really know. I think that that's a great question. I was never really the kid that was like, this is what I want to do. Like, when, since I was little, my dad was like, she's going to be a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. Mm. That was the wrong <laughs> child. Like, he would tell people, i like, would be playing softball, and he'd like tell other parents, I don't know how this comes up while they're watching a softball game. You're be like, she's going to be a lawyer. I'm not. Were you um, like a
0: good, like, orator? Like, debate kid?
2: Oh, I didn't do debate, but I'm really good at convincing people of things. Like, I okay. come with facts. Like, go. I think when I was like 11, I convinced my parents to buy me a bed because it was on sale and I needed a new bed. Like, we like when they're like, oh, we'll get you a bed eventually. And I was like, it's on sale. We need to go back and we need to get it. And, blah, blah, blah. and then they Logic. You use logic. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it was
1: from that bed that we knew your future would be excellent.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> but yes, awesome. Well, thank you. Okay. So you mentioned your current city or your current uh, location being in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Really. So tell us, which, you know, I also used to reside in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, but I. I want to hear from you. How would you describe the current dating mm-hmm. scene in the tiny, tiny town that it is?
2: Yeah, I think if I was a college student, it'd be really great, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm 30. And so <laughs> in most, most like, uh, you know, like mid-20s, 30s, mid-30s folks, most of those people live an hour away from the mm. town. So um, I yeah. am a small college town. There's like, I don't know, 3,000 permanent residents or something um and as someone who is yes yeah well and you know like it's like you know like as someone who's you have a master's degree right like like when you have a certain level of education and and there's certain level of stuff where you're like I'm not you know like I if someone's a mechanic cool like that's a trade but if you're like I work at McDonald's I, you know, I'm like, where, where's our income balance going to be here? Where's our like that sort of educational <laughs> lifestyle? Kind of o- yeah.
1: Overall lifestyle balance.
2: You're Correct. absolutely right. We talk
1: about that all the time. I appreciate you bringing that up because do you think, okay, if you, if you say 3000 permanent residents, are you saying people who are unaffiliated with the school? Like that's maybe how many people? Hello? No, because
2: I mean that I would say probably about half of those are more work at the school, like either oh, they're, okay, they're okay. professors and it's their family or yeah. their grad students, So depending on how long oh, they've shoot. been here. Or if they work like in dining or in, you know, facilities or like work at Walmart or whatever. So like, yeah, sure, sure, but- sure.
1: Living in this small town, does it, has it typically required you to date at a distance? Like to date oh, yeah. people outside of the town? Things- yeah,
2: I, and I don't know how long stuff, right? Because like 50 miles, how far is that? It depends. And so, right. like, but I, I always, Fifty minutes. doing, yeah, it's not, <laughs> and it's not fast. It's not, <laughs> it's not.
1: It's not. <laughs> It could be, but it's probably not. Yeah. I know eighty out eighty miles is two hours. That's okay. (laughs) Uh, okay. That's good. (laughs) For reference.
2: Um so that's how far you usually set your parameters. I at least, and it's been a minute since I've like set my parameters, but I always have to send them further. And then when I'm like talking to people, I'm like, how let me GPS, like, where do you live? Um, are you Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to drive an hour and a half if I can avoid it, kind of Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: deal. Mm-hmm.
0: We were just talking about that last week um with how far we would be or how far we have driven for a hookup
1: mm-hmm. yes which two hours seems to be my historical like limit and I will say at this point two minutes feels more appropriate but you know it depends on i guess what's on the other side of that mm-hmm. interstate what's on what can i ease on down the road with you know <laughs> all that. <laughs> But yes. OK, so this kind of will take us into the main topic for today. But describe for the cuties your current dating status or relationship status, which is always such a funny um, question. it always ends up being a funny question for guests, because the way that people tend to answer this question is just very creative. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I mean, I have a girlfriend. Um, she identifies as a lesbian. Um, I don't know. She's amazing. So that's the kind of the show. I know we're cute, and sometimes I'm like, are we too cute? Are we too cute. I don't because you don't be, yes. like, too cute. Can I, and the answer can is Can they yes. handle
1: it? Can the people handle it? We're just. <laughs> fucking cute so <laughs> right cool. listen yeah. beyonce
0: asked kelly the same exactly. thing it's, <laughs> and it's the eternal question
1: yes we're just too cute too good for it i love it okay so you would say you are in a relationship monogamous maybe yeah open. We're,
2: yeah we're in a monogamous relationship that's been a conversation like we're both people that um prefer to be exclusive and monogamous even before we were like a f- girlfriends um mm-hmm. we were that was our conversation of like we would like to be monogamous um okay. at this nice. point and then you know like i will like continue to revisit that conversation but i cannot i don't i don't really see it changing so that's yeah
1: so like i mentioned we're headed towards the end of pride month which for any allies listening, doesn't mean that you need to stop being an ally on June 30th, June 31st, no, 30th, Um, but I thought it would be nice for us to share a story, and talk about, like, our first, I, well, I've been asking Rachel on, like, how to label things, right, because I'm like, you know, (laughs) as the, like, resident hetero here i'm like i don't want to like mislabel or misname so i'm gonna say i i'm just gonna say what i've been saying um we wanted to introduce a baby gay which rachel said she might qualify as and (laughs) according to Urban Dictionary you do um so I just figure we would share your story and just hopefully provide some warm and fuzzies Mm -hmm. for our listeners as we continue into this journey of hot girl summer so let's get into it so now originally or typically I would ask our host kind of I would ask our guests like kind of who do they typically date, as just kind of like a little bit of a warm up but I wanted to spend more time with this question for you as per our conversation today so yeah who do you typically date who do you typically find yourself attracted to who have you dated in the past Mm -hmm. and how did that help you kind of get to where you're at right now
2: yeah so I normally date men so that's fun um <laughs> is it <laughs> yeah well I mean fun yeah like fun in terms of like I'm really enjoying dating a woman kind of fun sort of deal mm, um <laughs> mm. but I have yeah, exclusively dated men up until this point um I in terms of like label i have exclusively dated I think for the most part almost all like hetero men in particular mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then I most closely identify with demisexual and so that involves a lot of like just you have to know people and like be mm-hmm. friends with them and so if you want to talk about like mm-hmm. who have I dated or been like been with that's in quotes sure the audio <laughs> um <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, they, a lot of people I know, like a lot of people I was friends with, are like new in high school or something like that. And so, in terms of like how far have you driven, four hours into Cleveland, um, or Um. have them come down to me.
1: Okay. Let's talk about (laughs) their gas mileage. All right. (laughs)
2: Yeah. But Louise,
1: Louise, you also identify as a demisexual, right?
0: Or am I Um, wrong? no, you yes. are right. You are okay. correct. Thank you for remembering this friendship bingo fact. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Um. What more to say about that? <laughs> uh, yes. identify yes, as bisexual, <laughs> and so I think similar to Rachel, it's like for me, um, it's like a strong emotional um connection, and I definitely experience like, I would say like a, low mid mid like sexual attra- or what's it called not sexual attraction yeah i would say like sexual attraction usually like i'm not mm. very like my libido is like not always the highest i'm like oh that's like so much work i just want to like <laughs> lay here
1: <laughs> well i mean you can that's what i was doing well we oh like lay
0: here lay here and sleep like not lay here <laughs> while stuff is happening <laughs> lay here and nap. like not 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 yeah 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 yeah
1: Sometimes I just let my body be a vessel. <laughs> I'm, <just laughs> like, I'm tired. <laughs> but obviously we always get consent. Um, so. but, so. but anyway, okay. So Rachel, before your current relationship, would you have considered yourself heterosexual or had you ever considered mm. yourself something outside of that or something else along the sexuality spectrum?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Um. So, so Shadrius so and I went to graduate school. Um. And so, I, I think every class we, I felt like we had to yeah. say like what our identities were, like, <laughs> Who like are as you? a like, yeah, literally like, as, like, that the white, <laughs> white heterosexual woman who's cis, yeah. like, you know, like every time you talked, and that's fine. All but... the identity <laughs> wheels, yes. <laughs> yes.
0: I also um, love that because it was a cohort Base Like, it's not like you could. I feel like you could just say it once and wouldn't need to say it again. Correct. Unless you yeah. well, no, all the sure. time
1: <laughs> however identities were changing like there were certain identities oh. that were changing throughout the program so it definitely gotcha, gotcha. I guess was helpful to do
2: a semesterly check-in
1: but yeah
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true yeah we definitely appeal to like change gender identities and, and sexualities and that sort of stuff so it was good to check in but you're right we didn't have to say it every time but we did um we did. <laughs> <laughs> and in and, and so for a long time I, I did identify as heterosexual um I had never had a close friendship with um I never had a close friendship that I do with Nora um, with another woman who was, like, very openly gay and not partnered. Mm. Many Mm -hmm. of my queer, like, femi or women friends are partnered. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm, And so it was never... Or we never kind of, like, got to that point. And so um, I would say never really, like, had the opportunity for those feelings to develop. Um, And they always did with men. Um, Sure. And, you know, there's the... It's a little easier societally. Like I've dated men, I know what the expectations are. I know mm-hmm. the conversations mm-hmm. I'm having. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of know where that is. Dating women is literally terrifying. Um, oh my <laughs> god!
1: Okay, I'm glad. Okay, yes, we are here <laughs> for the honesty. Like so many follow ups, but yes, okay. So I think
0: it's probably a welcome uh, a welcome yeah. statement for our listeners when we trash mm-hmm. men like every single episode. So. <laughs> It's good to know that's not right. the only gender. Oh, that's difficult. right! A little
1: yin to the yang, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Okay, so previously identified as heterosexual, do you feel like that's changed or have you even really thought about it?
2: Yeah, I would say like maybe a couple of years ago, I started exploring more of like, oh, I think I might want to start dating women. Um, And so mm-hmm. that would be the like, you know, on on Tinder or Bumble, like kind of doing mm. the everybody or switching, kind of talking to people, um, folks mm-hmm. that are non-binary, like that. Um, but never went on a date with anybody. And, and a lot of that is mm-hmm. the me being anxious and being like, I'm so terrified. I don't know. Like, again, I know how to date men. I didn't know how to date women. I didn't know how to date non binary folks. And so the, mm-hmm. like, what do you eat? I don't know. You just get like nervous. What do you about eat, it? Rachel? Yeah.
1: What do you eat? <laughs> do nervous. I order the
2: pasta <laughs> or is that like. <laughs> well, even to the point oh, of like
0: are you yeah, talking about it on. like are you oh okay i was like i did not know if you were talking about like what do you No, not even early? going on
2: a. yeah sorry go ahead go ahead no go ahead i was like not even like, like i've never even like went <gasps> on a date with, with uh, a woman. okay like i would either you know like just get nervous and maybe it doesn't go anywhere or you know it, and then we were in a pandemic like for half of that so i wasn't oh, trying shit. to hang out with anybody
1: <laughs> fair people, enough so. safety I remember you saying something to the effect of like, yes, I'm straight, but I haven't necessarily ever tried anything else. Yeah. So I don't know. Correct. And I like, and that stuck with me for a reason, obviously. Cause I was like, Oh, well that's like true. <laughs> like that's true for yeah. so many quote unquote straight people. Right. Like who, when are we ever actually encouraged to try to not be straight or at least like explore what that might look like or what that might feel like without any judgment or expectations. And so mm-hmm. that, yeah, that just always stuck with me because I was like, that's like such a progressive, I guess, way of like thinking about sexuality. Like even if you haven't gone the distance or gone the, you know, the full mm-hmm. Monty, like you're not closed off to any options. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was really cool, but yeah. yeah. So, OK, <laughs> on the topic of being a baby gay, <laughs> <Yeah>. shifting, <laughs> shifting over to Urban Dictionary here. So according to Urban Dictionary, a baby gay is someone who has just come out of the closet recently. So one to two years is the time span of when someone could be qualified as a baby gay. Baby gays usually um, instantly love everything that's rainbow <laughs> and, generally, and generally have that innocent glee of just coming out. We must protect them. Um, and so here's the example, the conversation example. When did you come out to yourself? Only last January. I'm still a baby gay. <laughs> so, Rachel, I wanted to know if you identified with this. Because um, I was on mtv.co.uk and they also said, because <laughs> You know, I love to do a little research here and there because um, Rachel was like, well, but I'm like 30 and I'm like, according yeah. to MTV, <laughs> they're like, nope, it's not about age, honey. You can still be a baby gay as long as you're in that one to two year range. So mm-hmm. how much do you identify with this? Have you gone the full stereotype of like buying all the rainbow items, like especially this Pride Month, like Target has quite a selection, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite a selection
2: Um, (laughs) yes yeah so I actually like already owned some rainbow things um and I wore my rainbow shirt for because I read this description I was like I'm just gonna wear it I do have an Asian that's rainbow but that's because it's June um (laughs) I try really hard to be super fiscally responsible so like if I need to get something and it comes in rainbow great if it doesn't I'm probably not going to get it, but like sweaters, shirts, clothes, like, you know, the articles of clothing that I would, I would wear, I have gotten in rainbow, but also I love it. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the baby gay thing is, is interesting. Cause I hear it really often focusing mostly on younger people and less on the <laughs> like, oh, you've been out for a year or two and more of the, like, you're under the age of like 23 kind of thing you know and even Mm -hmm. with um maybe like marches and stuff when i hear people talk about baby gays it's like just young people who are gay um you know which also
1: definitely makes sense and i will say um it took a couple of different tries with google (laughs) to get to what i was talking about because a lot of the google search because i think i typed in literally like Google, what is a baby gay? And it was like, you know, tips on parenting a gay child, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and things like that. It was like, oh, like raising, you know, an LGBTQ child. So it took me a second to like word it correctly to get to what I was talking about. But eventually the internet and I, you know, we clicked and figured it out. But yeah, I just thought, so I was also thinking about one of our professors in grad school and how she was, I think like 35 or something when she entered her first like lesbian relationship. And she's now like married to that woman, but she, like, I also remember her saying like, I, I just like, wasn't until I was. And so like, Mm. I, I just often wonder like if there's any type of a culture shift that happens like as a baby gay, or is there like, some type of cultural, maybe like immersion that happens. Like, are you like, there's something that I need to be more invested in yeah. or not. Cause I, this past weekend, Louise and I were with a really great group of people. Um, I would say maybe 50, 50 LGBT, um, LGBTQ plus. And one conversation we were having with, I don't know, so many side conversations, I can't remember, <laughs> but one conversation, someone had made it a point to say like, you can be, queer and not really be in the culture was kind of like their their part of their conversation like you just so happen to be maybe in same sex or non-traditional um or uh, non-binary relationships but you don't necessarily subscribe to the quote-unquote culture and so like yeah so I was curious if you had thought much about that or tapped into that at all
2: yeah, I think the culture part is where where I would say I would put myself in the baby gay category. Um, mm-hmm. And part of that's just as I don't delve into stuff, like I don't, there's not like TV shows I'm super obsessed with, or like big fandoms I'm really into, and so that's just kind of who I am. Um, mm-hmm. But thankfully, Nora is indebted in the culture. Um, and so I can learn from her. So like right now we're working our way through Drag Race, for example. Um, or like, oh, I should have brought it, you know, like the big fans, like stuff like that is, <laughs> yes. she has like three giant fans. Um, I have a small one. Because <laughs> baby, baby Day. 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 yeah, baby Day. 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 and it's manageable. Those like twelve-inch fans. I don't yes, yes, the fact, That's what they are. I don't have. I don't have time for that. Um, I love them. Yeah. So there's definitely like you know like lingo or like um, I would also say like I could say the TikTok. I think absolutely has helped me think like consider like what is flagging for being like queer gay Mm -hmm. visually in my appearance what isn't Mm -hmm. um you know what am i do i want to do that do i not like how much is that you know like i don't need um i'm not some and i'm not someone who wears a lot of my identities other than like obviously i am a white woman like Mm -hmm. i don't wear a lot of them out loud very often and so I don't expect to see myself being like, I need to wear like every single queer shirt that I can find. Um, sure. sort of thing because that just isn't how I present myself. Um, but the culture is definitely, you know, I mean, I do love track race. and the, the culture st- <laughs> cultural stuff is great. Um, and I've I've digested some of it as you know, as a kid kind of growing up, but um, not in the way of like, oh, I'm a part of this group.
1: Right, right, for sure. I love that. So, okay, we've been, you know, tinkering around this Nora character. Um, we've we've mentioned her. We know her. But tell us about your love or very, very strong like story. <laughs> yeah, um, we are using the love word, which is-
2: Fun and exciting um, and nervous. no um, pressure
1: on anybody. but Yeah. Anyway, okay. Yes. So tell. Can <laughs> I put? Sorry. Can Can I use some alliteration here and ask yes. you to tell us about your lesbian love
2: story? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, it's just Nora. So we, she started, so we worked together. We're coworkers. Oh, okay. Um, she started working. She's four years younger than me. And she started working, um, like halfway through the school year. She joined in like November and I was actually her host for when she was interviewing. Um, and I immediately liked her. She picked the Indian restaurant in town and no one does that. And I was like, yes, you're the best. Um, And then we also did the whole pandemic together. Um, And so that was just important and really the only person I've been seeing for the last year and a half. Mm and, and through that just became like, you know, like best friends, like she's the funniest person I know. And we like, most days we're crying laughing, like it's mm. just, yeah. So um, the whole story is I developed feelings for her about two or three weeks before, I realized I had feelings for her, maybe not developed. I realized I had feelings for her about two or three weeks prior to a trip that we took. And so we took a trip for about 10 days and I was crushing on her the whole time. And I was like thinking of saying something, but didn't cause I'm nervous. Oh. <laughs> um, and you know and it's like some of the person I like have been hanging out with what if she doesn't reciprocate and that has happened to me as someone who again like gets you know develops feelings for friends and so um Mm -hmm. I wrote her a poem and then I texted well I wrote her two poems while we were on vacation and then I sent her one of them like basically like do you want to date me or be with me Um, So you
1: you were the initiator here. She never
2: would have, yeah. And she doesn't get clues either. Like I never wasn't like I didn't like try to drop any clues or anything because I knew she wouldn't get them.
0: You didn't do do the bend and snap in front of her. I don't know. No, I didn't.
2: I
1: I almost like there was only um a single room available with one
0: bed. (laughs) Yes. Well, actually, I was about to ask. So when y'all traveled, what was the sleeping arrangements we were
2: we were always in separate rooms so i'm a really light sleeper um oh. and and even now and with previous partners i had kind of been like let's sleep in our own spaces so i can actually sleep. yeah beautiful <laughs> so i'm a big proponent of anyone that's listening to this is like that's weird it's not weird do it no. everyone deserves good sleep and if that means you need to be in separate beds that's fine
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. So that was n- <laughs> never. Well, an issue. And,
0: and can I? And literally after our weekend trip, I came back and told my partner. I was like, "We need a large bed mm-hmm. where we can be very distant from each other." Because Trace and I were in a large bed, and it was like we were in two separate beds.
2: Yeah, it really
1: was. Like I literally assumed that Louise and I would be spooning all weekend. <laughs> <But> it, didn't. <laughs> it didn't. That bed was so high up and so large. Like I literally was just in my own section of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Once I can finally hoist my body up on it, yeah. I was like, did it? you it get was... a chair to like get up <laughs> it? Like, I literally, luckily, the little like bed frame like stuck out from the mattress, so I was like climbing. <laughs> yeah. it was a time. Um, but okay, so you mentioned earlier like your nervousness when it came to dating women. Um, and so kind of one part of my question is like, what made you get? Uh, unnervous with Nora and then um you had talked about like wearing her identity as like a lesbian like Mm -hmm. you know proudly and she's also deaf correct
2: she's deaf and she's Jewish yeah oh
1: come on why was she not in our program (laughs) identity circle okay let's talk about intersectionality okay (laughs) so yeah so Yeah. Talk us through that, like how you became, you know, I guess, yeah, like less afraid or less nervous to, to approach that conversation. Yeah the poems.
2: Um, yeah, I I try really hard to like pay attention to what people are saying and how they're talking and what they're so um we met one of our friends and they had asked about like how's the dating culture. Um and, mm-hmm. and Nora started with like it kind of sucks and then was like I'm comfortable being single and I was like ooh maybe I won't <laughs> oh. see anything. And then she was like but like you know I'm I'm open to it like like I'm excited to have a partner at some point in my life.
0: She knew you uh, were in there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right, she um, saw your face. <laughs> she oh she, there was like a couple things throughout it like we um, I, uh, I tend to not touch people unless like, I am like pretty comfortable with them or we've had, we've talked like, oh, it's okay if you like touch my shoulder or whatever. Um, and we had pr- just recently had had the conversation of like, oh yeah, we can like physically like have contact. And so mm-hmm. we ended up having to sit pretty close at one of our friends' houses. And Nora was like, very like, no, you're fine. Like seemed very like interested in the touch. And so I was like, okay, this is a, this is a pro. Um, and you just were, lay like- your head on her lap? <laughs> They she wouldn't Secret have gotten it love. though <laughs> like, oh, right. i i told her i almost held like held her hand while we were driving and she was like i would have she literally would have just been like oh this is what friends do um
1: <laughs> oh okay
2: <laughs> like we it's- you know
1: adorable. i haven't done that but it does not mean that friends do not do that <laughs> correct yeah so-, so now do you did you, have you learned sign language? Like, are you full
2: ASL right now? No, so that's a, because it's a true language, like learning it is, uh, takes time. So I'm <laughs> almost done with level one. Yeah. Um, what does that we, consist of?
1: Like the alphabet?
2: Um, no, I wish we had done the, we didn't do the alphabet. I, I Thankfully I knew that ahead of time. Okay. Um, it's, I mean, you learn some grammar, you learn like small words, like, like cat, and actually we didn't do dog, cat. <laughs> tree, you know, like how to yes. say like your name or like ask people a question. And then some like um, ASL grammar is different than English grammar. And so mm. um, you have to learn like the structure of stuff and in that sort of Ooh. way. So yeah, so I'm That's learning um, and she's uh, like, you know like Nora wears hearing aids and she has some residual hearing. Um, and then she's like in like level five of ASL. So she's more advanced than I am. What's okay. the highest level? I have no idea, but I signed up for all of them. <laughs> so yeah,
1: so you'll be bilingual. So, okay, we got a love boost and a resume booster. This is just win-win <laughs> all around. I love it. Um, So y'all met, you were friends, then you did the love thing. So how, how has that been? Like, how's your relationship been? Just generally speaking, because I was reading... Um, Again, one every every week I find like a million articles about like one particular thing. So this week it was like, you know, seven things to know in your first uh, same-sex relationship mm-hmm. and like 10 things to like know when your first X, Y, and Z. And so this being your first same-sex relationship, like what do you feel like you've learned about this relationship mm-hmm. maybe or, or about yourself in this relationship? So sorry, that was like 10 different questions. That's so you right. can pick any one of those.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would say I learn I've never been this comfortable in a relationship. There's always been the like, you know, the the male gaze and and how that makes mm-hmm. you performative and and that it does not exist in our relationship and so yeah. um and like I know I don't know I just it, it is it feels comfortable because every it doesn't matter what I'm wearing Nora's is like you look really good and I like your outfit and, and you know it's yes. just like compliments every day that's great um, <laughs> big recommend for anybody
1: <laughs> is um is words of affirmation one of your top love languages
2: yeah it's having that re um reassurance basically and that was mm-hmm. also something big for Nora um what was different about our relationship that I haven't done with priors is we I mean, immediately talked about like, what are we looking for and expecting and need? Um, mm-hmm. And that's where the like learning ASL came from. That's where the like, we need validation came from. Uh, and just making sure that we are continuing to to do that, um, which is e- easy when your partner is amazing and hilarious. Like it's, I'm always gonna laugh at jokes. Like, you know, who, who wants to make you feel better than when someone like is crying because yes. you're so funny. So
1: was that on either one of y'all's like, list of topics of the you know this is my expectations laugh at my jokes
2: jokes. (laughs) it wasn't but we both have humor as like um personality traits are important to us so yeah uh, I think it would like align
1: Gotcha. Now, speaking of clothes and what you're wearing, has your wardrobe now doubled? Because that is one of the major benefits that I feel like I am missing out on on, on being in heterosexual relationships. Like I want to double my wardrobe always, but that costs money. And you just get, you know, auto double wardrobe. Like I was last time I was um, at Louisa's place, I think, was your partner wearing something of yours or vice versa? I was like, this is a beautiful thing. It's he just... was
0: wearing. He was wearing something of mine. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and that's what's more likely to happen is uh, like Nora will wear something that is mine. Like I had already given her a bunch of like dresses
0: same. that I yeah. no longer
2: was wearing. Yeah, and so um, the I would we are we are about the same size in terms mm-hmm. of like clothing size, mm-hmm. um, and so that is is nice if if we need something or like I can wear her hoodie because her apartment's freezing. Like you know, still get to do those like cute wear each other clothes. Situations. Yes.
1: I mean, I just, I don't know. I feel like that's a very uh a very genderless mm-hmm. sign of intimacy or not uh or like demonstration of intimacy, right? Like sharing of the clothing, like mm. I'm, mine is yours, yours is mine, like the meshing, like it just gives me all the warm and fussy. So I love it. Um, and so, but you had talked about like, okay, dating Nora is different for you know a variety of reasons, but one of which is like the absence of kind of the societal gender roles and things like that. And so now y'all don't live together. And so maybe it's a little different, but do you like, when you think about previous, excuse me, previous relationships and like gender norms and things like that, like, how does that, like, what is, what happens there? Like what, what is the magic that, that is not that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I've never lived with someone and honestly, I love living alone. Um, so we live together. No fi- That'll be an adjustment. Go figure. <laughs> so, um, but it just, I don't, I would say that it it didn't impact me in the like gender role way as much because we did live together. I wasn't, I didn't have that many long-term partners, like long-term right. male partners. Um, but it did with like what I felt like I had to do or be in front of their family or had to do mm. or be. Um, like if we were like out together or the you know, the I need to make sure I keep doing stuff so they still find me attractive or still like me. Mm, Um
1: and that's so interesting.
2: Yeah. And I would say that's kind of where that the gender roles kind of showed up at the family. I am outspoken. I am loud. I swear. I just don't give a shit. And like, I don't have time for your bullshit and families don't like that. Uh, male partnered families, most of them, not a big, not a big fan. Dads hate me um really i feel like the
1: dads would love you and the moms wouldn't
2: no no the moms like me because they think i'm like you know kind of like fun and and sometimes a i can get edgy. their like yeah like i think not always but usually they tend to like me a little bit more because i think they're like yes powerful woman dads <laughs> yeah. not a
1: fan. they're like <laughs> no powerful woman yeah exactly <laughs> that'll like me but that that really is interesting like basically you know you're describing the absence of the male gaze and I don't know No, that's a lie well I don't know that I think about it as much when I'm in a relationship but certainly dating like that's I mean I'll just be honest like that's such a big part of a lot of my performative nature as like a very feminine woman and like a you know like it's like how are we appeasing the male gaze which is like so frustrating but you know this is the society that we've grown Mm -hmm. up in and that's so there's it just requires way more unlearning than I've done <laughs> thus far. Now, I will say at this point, like I've, you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm like no, I dress for myself. Like yeah. I dress, but I'm like, it doesn't hurt that I added bonus, is that like it may seek attention, like and things like that, or may attract attention and things like that. And so, <laughs> but yes. Okay. So speaking of families, I know when you made, when you did the big reveal on social, which is so funny. Cause I was like, okay, who's this friend? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who is this person?
1: Pop like, popping up in a few photos, And you know, me and Louise always joke about like, look, I am going to have to be married to someone for 10 years for them to be on my social and things like that. Um, so I, I was like, Oh, okay, like th- this tracks. Like this, this mm-hmm. feels this feels right. But so yeah, so that was the that announcement. And then I had texted you and you were like, Yeah, my mom was like, girl, we already knew sis. Mm-hmm. Like, when were you <laughs> gonna know? <laughs> so yeah, but tell us about like really, I mean, your coming out
2: story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have much of one. So I saw this on here and I was like, ooh, well, we'll see how this goes. Um <laughs> I I would just say like thankfully I've I've always had a group of friends and family that um, are supportive and don't need like like they don't no one has asked me for a label no one has asked me like what do you like what do I tell people you are kind of stuff like that hasn't mm-hmm. happened um, and I didn't expect it to and. Nora loves to ask people if they're queer like if we're friends with them or whatever she's like are you queer because she wants everyone to be queer which I understand um <laughs> you know it's like relatable and so she asked me probably about two years ago and I was like yeah but it's kind of new and you told your family and I was like no like if I date someone they'll find out kind of deal like mm-hmm. again it just I've always had like strong queer vibes my whole life like my whole life yeah. people have been asking me if i'm gay like or bi or whatever okay. um and so i was didn't think anyone would be surprised to your point of like nora has been like all over my social media <laughs> like we were like no one is going to be surprised by this um and, and no one was and so my, my coming out story really was just changing my facebook status my relationship status on like facebook and oh, posting I on instagram <laughs>
1: So, I love that people yeah. still do change their Facebook statuses I, one fucking day one day I'm gonna do it it's gonna happen I don't know what that day is but that damn status is gonna get changed when, well first I have to remember my Facebook login and password well <laughs> <laughs> once that happens then yes I, mm-hmm. I I will will do the change but yes so did, now did you feel cheated at all by the fact that basically everyone mm-hmm. knew and you couldn't like really surprise anyone
2: no because i still think there were people who just like you know they never they live in a very heterosexual world and that is in straight world and that's how they think of things and so it may never really cross their minds like oh you know rachel might date a woman at some point um mm-hmm. or, or date someone who's not a man at some point um and so I think but it it I would say no because like it, back to that kind of like who I am identity situation mm-hmm. um never really felt this need to just be like this is who I like you know who I am and and like not I didn't really feel the need to like come out and, and do that um okay
1: yeah so we didn't we didn't have any type of reveal party or anything no. like
2: that <laughs> Unfortunately, we are hosting a pride party though, so that could be like kind of considered oh. like a yeah, little... it's in July. We were like, Do you miss pride us too? It's in July. It's
0: uh, oh, that's it's cute! Fine. That's cute. I like it.
2: <laughs> yes, I love it.
1: Well, and you know, basically, I'm over here just trying to say, like any reason any excuse to have a party you should do correct it. yes so i just want you to celebrate and be great and be awesome um and so can i you ask, ha- can I ask yes.
0: one question yes. uh rachel have you been to like a big city pride like pride festivals pride parades and stuff
2: yeah so i went to cincy pride two years the last one that happened pre-pandemic i went mm-hmm. there um which but I, I volunteered um and so I was just kind of like experiencing you know the the whole thing and then um we went to Hamilton Pride but we just went to the festival part and so I'm um, not Hamilton yeah, is not a big city. With that. so actually it was like there were a lot of people there oh was, okay <laughs> we were surprised at how many folks were there and it was nice. hot as hell um but yeah, I have since, um, since like starting this relationship and I guess like kind of like coming out in that way, I haven't been to like a big urban um, pride parade yet, unfortunately. So, but there is still time and you yes. know, we have the makeup of gems for the next opportunity. Yes, I love
1: it. Well, and I mean, we, cause was DC pride canceled this year, Louise, probably?
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like some pride events were still happening, but like not the official mm Capital Pride.
1: Right, right. And so I'm like, 2022. That's gonna, you know, be your year to get all Mm -hmm. of in all the festivals. And we need
0: to make you like a, we need to make you like a queer bucket list for 2022.
2: (gasps) Ooh, I'm a yes.
1: Big fan. I love bucket lists. Yes. Okay. Well, and apparently one of the things that needs to be on the bucket list is to get an iced coffee. Cause
2: apparently I, <laughs> I recently hate coffee.
0: <laughs> Can't be gay, I sorry. might get I'll
2: get like <laughs> I'll get like a, a nice chai latte and pretend like it's iced coffee. And yeah. it's acceptable. It's acceptable. Yeah. I'm like, oh, does
1: this look like a green smoothie to you? That's no, it's okay. It came from Starbucks. <laughs> I still approve. You've like kind of talked a little bit about like you don't about showing up as your identities and you have invisible identities and you don't necessarily Mm -hmm. feel pressed to like have them be visible. But I'm curious, like as it relates to like representation, like queer representation and like visibility and and things about that, things like that. And I think about like, you know, would it be would it have been helpful for so many queer youth? back in the day to have seen queer adults like mm-hmm. and you know who were proud and who weren't hiding who were happy and not like a tragic story um, and things like that and so I do feel like with any marginalized identity mm-hmm. we hold there's so much pressure right to be kind of that beacon of hope yeah. to be that you know that have that fairy tale ending and you know be an inspiration but do you do you feel any responsibility in that way do you feel I don't know connected to the culture in any way like that?
2: Yeah, I think in the working with college students, it's absolutely important to like to not be, I think, shameful about it, right? Like not mm-hmm. um, to <laughs> to not be like, oh no, I'm not, but like clearly, I literally have a girlfriend, um, kind of deal. <laughs> and so, um, you know, like we we hold hands publicly. Like, there's some displays in that way. Um, I've always had rainbows. Like, I've always had pride flags in my office. So um, those visible clues will still exist um Mm -hmm. you know like a picture of her of Nora and I will be on my like about me board sort of Mm -hmm. stuff
1: um oh she made it to the res hall about (laughs) me board according cuties I don't know if y'all know anything about residence life housing higher education but what you put on that about me board I mean I don't know about you Rachel but my shit stayed up all year I was not I never changed that so (laughs)
2: mine's (laughs) still up from last year (laughs) okay (laughs) I'm just gonna change out some pictures
1: <laughs> I'm like however I felt about my life in August is how I hopefully felt about my life in May <laughs> and so like that is a commitment within itself because when did y'all officially like become official
2: um in the end of April like late late April
1: this wait April 2021
2: mm-hmm. okay gotcha gotcha
1: gotcha so yes honey I am here for oh wait okay so she was on your board as a friend
2: no, she's not on there yet. She will be on oh, there. Oh, she will oh. be oh, changing on there. out some pictures to okay. put Nora on yes. there. Yeah. Get it, Nora. You're making the board, girl.
1: Now, is she also in housing res life? She is. Yeah, she works she's a
2: resident director across campus.
1: Okay. Now, will do you know if you will be making it onto her board?
2: Um <laughs> Not to start any drama. (laughs) She has to have a board. I don't know if she has a board. One of us is better at bulletin boards and it's me. Uh, And so I don't (laughs) know. Maybe I'll help her make a board and I'll make sure that I'm on it. I'm certain I will be. Again, she's someone who like literally like all like half of her shirts are like lesbian, like or say like, (laughs) yeah, they're like pictures of like Trixie, like they're like drag race shirts or they're like queer ASL or I'm gay like too gay to function stuff like just all of her everything is that yeah. and so <laughs> like you know Nora didn't need a girlfriend for people to know she was a lesbian kind of mm-hmm. deal um Fair and so, that stuff's already on her thing and I'm sure it will she'll add pictures hopefully
1: I'm sure she will if if I need to dm her I will <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> Louise okay I'm curious um from your perspective like if If a baby gay, and I'm sorry, I just love that term. If a baby gay came to you and was, like, asking for any advice, like, what would you, what would your advice be, like, to just being new to, like, a queer existence, I guess?
0: Yeah. I think, like, you have to check out a pride. I, I will say there's so much discourse around pride every year this year it's like what's acceptable at pride and allowing kink at pride and all of these things but like even the capital pride last time i'm like this isn't for me because i'm no longer that like you know 18 19 year old who just came out a couple years ago at their first big city pride, but mm-hmm. seeing like youth who are 16, 17, 18, experiencing that like brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even a couple years ago going to, I think it was that same summer going to, um, or no, sorry, that same year, going to like a smaller town. Like it sounds kind of like maybe like Hamilton pride. Um, we was in a big County, but it was maybe like a couple hundred people, like, mm-hmm. you know, to talk to this like young queer youth of color I was like, this is my first pride. And they're like, so nervous. And it's like a hundred people. I was like, Sis, I've been to like Chicago Pride with a million people. Like this is nothing, but like, this is my internal monologue, but like externally, it was just like, oh, like Pride, my thing is I walked away being like, Pride still means stuff to people. Mm. And just because it doesn't mean anything to me, doesn't mean it shouldn't mean things to other people. So that would definitely be like my advice is to like, go to a Pride if you can. Um, What else? I don't know. Wait for your gold card.
1: Can you explain for the cutie? I was like, no, no, tree. I'm kidding. I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. There's no
0: gold card. I was just like, how? Um, is this like a, ter- a no. new term? Because
1: I've learned so many. So I've like
0: the queer council. The Queer Council of North America. Yes. Que- que- quona. Quona. Q- uh, Q- Qsona. Anyway. Um, queer
1: cards coming soon for our merch. Queer, queer
0: <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. I would, I would say, like, definitely finding, like, queer mentors um, at just, like, at any age, I think is really, like, appropriate, right? I do think so much that's lost in queer culture is, like, queer elders. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. For me, like, when I came out, I was, like, the only queer people I know are, like, the white queer kids I went to college, which was, like, phenomenal and life-giving, um, but I didn't meet, like, my first, like, queer Latinx person until, god, maybe... 25 26 maybe like i didn't have any concept of like queer like queer latinidad right like i didn't have that like intersection and so i think being able to find like queer elders um is really is really helpful Mm -hmm. um I mean I think you know I think as much fun as we make a I think as much fun as we poke at like the sugar mama like sugar daddy concept I do think that like these like daddy mommy figures in queer culture do in some ways can replace like actual blood family right like because these are just older people who've like navigated life right who just know like how tough shit was and hearing their stories like is really good like i mean i can't even probably the oldest queer person i've ever met is like in their late 50s like i don't even i have never talked to like an 80 year old um there's like this wonderful there's this wonderful youtube channel i think it's a youtube channel but it's like um so rachel something you know for you and nora is that mm-hmm. they're called the old gays they have like a youtube channel i think it's part of buzzfeed but they like have them do like all kinds of random mm-hmm. stuff like <laughs> try grinder for the first time and yeah. it's just so heartwarming <laughs> oh. To, like, watch these, like, older men in their 60s. 70s, I have and
1: never heard anyone use "grinder" and heartwarming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, But it's, like, so, well, and it's, okay, so, actually, so, here's the thing. Like, like, truly old gays, I think, can be an endearing term. So, like, I think baby gay is also an endearing term, right? Like, I don't yes, think it's... That's anything. how I use it. <laughs> yes, you we are using it with, like, our intention. But, yeah, I think it, it's, just, it's just heartwarming because it's, like, I'm sure in one way it's, like, what the fuck is this? But it's also, like, just nice... <laughs> I don't know. I think it's nice for them to see, like, I don't know if grinders the best example of queer culture, but like this is this is where sure, queer culture sure. is and how far it's come, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. these are probably people who, like, you know, Rachel was saying, like, you know, she and Nora are, are holding hands. Like me and my partner will like hold hands. Like, these are people who like grew up not being able to do that, right? Yeah. Who mm-hmm. were closeted for so long. So and who still used bars as a way to meet people. And now you can log into an app and meet someone. At a glory hole 50 feet away, life-changing.
1: I'm sure every glory hole is, in fact,
0: life-changing. Well,
1: and, I mean, so not only, speaking of, not only... Speaking of glory holes. (laughs) So, not only, Rachel, have you found love during the quarantine? You didn't have to find it on an app. Like, it was live in person. Y'all became friends first. I mean... This is the gay fairy tale that I want for everybody. <laughs> like <laughs> this is this is beautiful. Like, oh, you. I feel like you've defied all odds. I, okay, nah, okay, I can stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. But like, <laughs> like, I just truly think this fucking pandemic made it difficult for everyone mm-hmm. single, regardless of sexual orientation. Like, it's just been a total shit show. So, Rachel, what you've been in this relationship officially for a couple of months. Flirted around with it even though perhaps your partner did not pick up on your clues a few didn't months give before that. Yeah, oh, okay. I didn't give oh, didn't any. Give any. Okay, I
2: intentionally any. was like she'll never get any of these I'm not gonna waste my time.
1: <laughs> you know what you prioritize your time where it needed to be spent so that you were working on the friendship so that works but yeah like what advice would you have for anyone who is new to their queer identity and just trying to figure ish out?
2: What a great question, Um, which is my favorite response when I'm thinking and need to like (laughs) fill space.
1: I will take Um, that personally as a great question. to Yeah,
2: (laughs) I'm going to say so I'm going to go to like literally dive head first and you can take that in every single way that you want, because that's what I mean. And like (laughs) it just. I'm the type of person, like, I don't want to go to a restaurant that I've never been to because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I don't know what the expectation is. the same thing with dating. Like, I was like, I've never done this, so I don't want to do it because I'm terrified. Um, And it's like, just do it. Like, dive head first, you know, like, don't be creepy. If someone says they're not into you, they're not into you. Like, kind of deal. But... Um, you know, being willing like to try and, and to put yourself out there and know that like dating is dating regardless of who it is. Like mm. there are different, you know, like how you might feel may be different or maybe gender expectations or roles are different, but like dating is dating. Dating is talking to someone, going out on a date, like hanging out, you know, and so um, that would be, and then I'd also say that like, don't feel like you need to define yourself if you don't, if you don't want to. Like uh, someone earlier today asked, my partner like oh how does Rachel identify in terms of sexuality and I really don't and so like she explained that and I was Actually, like the next, I <laughs> the next time someone asks I was like just say badass or whatever <laughs> like just say that's how yes. I identify um I and, and labels and, and having a title can be super helpful and empowering and especially when you're googling and trying to figure shit out um but it also can be limiting and I would say like to encourage people to like that they don't have to like that you you don't have to define yourself Um, and who and what you are, like, it's okay.
1: No, I love that because um, I was thinking about this like a little while back. I was like, ah, like labels can be problematic. They can be hindering, they can be limiting, but it's like, it really does feel like it's in our kind of natural human capacity Mm -hmm. to expect a label in order to understand a thing. And so, oh, what was I... (laughs) I was watching Manifest on Netflix. That's, I was like, how did I come up with this very <laughs> philosophical thought? Okay, I was watching TV. That's usually where my best thoughts come from. <laughs> but, you know, they, the whole premise of the show is that, like, people are trying to understand these people and they have this label, but they just don't, they still don't really understand it. And so I was like, oh, that can, like, easily be translated into, like, human sexuality. Like, we're mm-hmm. constantly trying to put a title or a label on it. So, in, I do think, in its purest form like in an attempt to understand it but obviously then it kind of goes it can mm-hmm. have the potential to go left and like get really right. really problematic so I like the fact that you're like I identify as a badass bitch and <laughs> I too would like to share that identity Rachel because that's hashtag goals and actually um you kind of you're helping us wrap on this <laughs> On this one point that I took from mtv.co.uk, which basically said that gay relationships don't exist. And I was like, you know, raising an eyebrow at first, but I did really like kind of what they had to say, which was that gay relationships aren't a thing relationships are a thing everything you're going through your straight mates oh so mates because you know British um, are going through as well (laughs) the same strains and the same gains don't compare what you've got go with it and don't pile on the pressure you're getting enough of that from Mm. elsewhere so I mean I think that just wraps perfectly with what you're sharing Rachel so thank you so much for coming on is this like your first official coming out interview. <laughs> this is, it's also my first press podcast. Tour.
0: <laughs> Ooh, welcome.
1: Yes, I'm glad we so. could be the first stop on your press tour. Here.
2: Yes, that's like, exciting.
1: <laughs> you know, should you write, write a book or something, become famous, please cite us as, you know, one of the first ones who gave you a platform.
2: Don't worry. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put a QR code in there. So yes,
1: yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, awesome. Courting Cuties, I hope you enjoyed this discussion as much as we did. Um, And until next week, be sure to keep it cute and court with confidence. Bye.
0: Bye. Hey, Courting Cuties. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courting in Color. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O-R. Or head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. That's courtingincolor.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Court dismissed. Bye. Bye.